1: Northwestern University is getting hit with more lawsuits and hazing allegations. The latest coming from a former Northwestern football player, Ramon Diaz. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Diaz is the plaintiff in a lawsuit against the school, alleging hazing and racist treatment during his time on the football team from 2005 to 2008. We sat down with WBEZ higher education reporter Lisa Phillip to get the details on the case and hear about the experiences that Diaz faced on the team. I first asked Lisa about Ramon Diaz's response to university president Michael Schill calling the school student first.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I was really um, intrigued by that claim just because I'd heard, you know, I've heard accounts from, Uh, players talking about their experiences, especially in the wake of these, this hazing scandal that, you know, classes are kind of, you know, secondary to practice and, and you're really there to play football. Right. So um, I got in touch with Ramon uh, to, to get kind of his take on what his experiences had been like, especially from like an educational standpoint. And he, as soon as I brought up that statement, he just said, No, there's there's no truth to that. Um, I I was there to play football and there really wasn't any attention paid to if I was learning, if, Mm -hmm. you know, I was set up to function in the real world after I graduated. It was you need to get A's in order to stay eligible to play football. But how you get those A's is not really our concern. It's Mm. like, you, you know, you take the easy classes, you figure out, Ways that this doesn't take away from your time on the field. Walk us through Diaz's allegations. Yeah. So in his lawsuit, he alleges that um, he experienced both sexual and racial abuse. And some of the sexual abuse is what we've heard from student reporting at Northwestern, but also multiple lawsuits that have come out of this that, um, you know, There was was sexual assault happening in the locker room and, uh, you know, in the showers by upperclassmen against underclassmen on the team. And then Ramon, I was really moved by this press conference he gave in August in which he talked about this frequent racial abuse. He says he endured from coaching staff included, um, which, you know, he is Mexican-American and he alleges that he was told, you know, you need to clean up the dirt on the floor. You may have grown up on dirt floors. We don't live like that here. Um, And that claim in particular is one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to Ramon. Um, I, you know, being an immigrant myself, Mm -hmm. I've, I heard those things growing up. And if that is something that he went through on a nearly daily basis mm-hmm. from um especially from a figure of authority right like I I wanted to
1: kind of look into those claims when I when I heard your story and heard him recall that moment my heart sank for sure what was yeah. northwestern's response
0: yeah so northwestern didn't address Ramon's allegation specifically that student athletes are actually athletes you know they're not really students they're not to be there to be students but like you know you mentioned they did double down on this message that we are doing what we can hazing has no place at this university and we are doing what we can to address these allegations in our or at least um safeguard the the well-being of our student athletes um Mm -hmm. and and we've heard some you know additional statements from them uh in the in Just today, right? Because, uh, you know, we have even more news about it. That's right. Uh,
1: I think you're hinting at the fact that just this morning, lawyers representing former head coach Pat Fitzgerald filed a lawsuit against the university and its president, Michael Schill, for wrongful termination. Uh, Lawyer Dan Webb says um, hazing was limited and Fitzgerald did not know about it. Let's listen. If you put young men in a locker room, do they sometimes engage uh, in... uh, behavior that
0: someone could say on a given day, uh, they were uh, being difficult with each other. Players sometimes do that in every locker room in America. The question
1: is, what is it that actually happened at Northwestern? What can you tell us about this new suit?
0: Yeah, so uh, Dan Webb has filed suit on behalf of Patrick Fitzgerald, who was fired um, after the student newspaper at Northwestern published accounts of players who say they had gone through hazing um, while on the football team and um so basically, what Webb is arguing is that he was wrongfully terminated. There was no cause for his termination, and that also um, the university has inflicted emotional distress on Fitzgerald and his family, alleging that you know because of this termination he's not going to have a career after this. He's hmm. lost out on future compensation. Um, so they're suing for upwards of 130 million dollars from
1: the university, which is a wow. Huge, that's a that's yeah. a huge chunk of money. Yeah, it really is. Let's uh, let's get back to Ramon Diaz's story, though. Um, so he's from a small town. Uh, it's a little over an hour from Evanston, and until he got a letter, he says that he didn't even know that Northwestern had a football team. Uh, but once he was there, he said the the transition it was rough.
0: Like I didn't really have any idea what they meant by academics. You know, you you didn't, I didn't realize it until arriving there, like the rigor and and the expectations. And so I kind of took it for granted. I, I felt like it was. I don't know. I just I didn't really understand.
1: Diaz says that uh, his experience at Northwestern wasn't just defined by his time on the team, but also how he felt in the classroom, Lisa. So what were some of the issues he had there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, he talked to me a bit about how this kind of pattern of football over academics started when he was in high school, um, because there was so much emphasis placed on getting him recruited. Right. So like nobody was really there wasn't a lot of um support being given to him in terms of his academics so then he gets to a school like northwestern right where it's pretty rigorous curriculum and he's um also with a lot of much more privileged students you know ramon did not grow up well off he is a he was a first generation college student his parents had not gone to college Mm -hmm. they they grew up in mexico um so he didn't really have a uh context for what this experience should look like. And then he's thrown into the classroom with, he says, a lot of students who went to private schools and who had were very privileged and had a much more rigorous academic preparation for being there. And and he didn't really have any support and mm. he didn't feel like he really had a place to turn to. You know, his own parents don't speak English and they didn't really know what his experience should look like. So they weren't going to, he said, come, you know, storm the castle go- doors saying, right. what are you doing to my son? They might have thought this is what it's like. Yeah, in yeah. American colleges. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he was just kind of drowning. And, you know, he was told he, he talks about taking three music classes and looking – He Yeah, I think he thought something like this is a little bit weird given, you know, I think he ended up getting a degree in political science. So there were some thoughts going on in his head, like something's not quite right. Yeah. But I don't, like I said, know what this should like look like. And I don't have anywhere to turn to.
1: So to that end, Lisa, what supports does Diaz want to see moving forward for student athletes?
0: Yeah. One of the things that he is looking at are, kind of trying to push for in Illinois is a vetting process for coaches that work with kids right now he says there isn't really like a systematic way of doing that Um, and this is particularly for coaches at the high school level I believe so below college but he first thinks of course that there needs to be more accountability um, taking place at Northwestern because you know Fitzgerald was was fired as a result of the hazing scandal. Yeah, but there are so many coaches still in place that have been there for a while, and he's you know in, in his mind it's like these people knew what was happening and didn't do anything about it, and and then another thing that he's um, he's speaking out about is the the ongoing uh, stadium. Uh, rebuild right which is, the construction yeah it's costing 800 million dollars and the university seems pretty hell-bent on going forward with it even though many many faculty hundreds of faculty have come out saying we need to put this on pause while we figure out how we move forward with accountability and mm-hmm. the athletics department so this doesn't happen to future students and he wants students of, of color, right?
1: Other athletes yes. of color to, to speak up.
0: Yes. Yeah. So he, you know, he has said that he's stayed really close friends with a couple of athletes of color who played with him. And they have been so re-triggered by all of this news coming out that they thought about filing suit like Diaz did, but they backed away just because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And he says, he didn't have the tools to really process what happened to him after he left Northwestern because, partially because he didn't have a real education there, right? Yeah. So um, he didn't really have the tools, and he didn't have the tools until he got this training in mental health to become a counselor, right? But his a lot of his teammates didn't have that after they left Northwestern, and they've been floundering ever since. And he's hoping that by sharing his own story he can – Show other people that it's possible, um, and and show the public too that this is, these aren't just one offs, yeah. right? In terms of experiences, he in his mind, these are experiences that are happening to multiple athletes of color, especially black and brown athletes, and um, and that something needs to change.
1: Diaz says uh, his experience took a heavy toll on his mental health. Lisa, he he even tried to take his own life during sophomore year.
0: How could I keep playing football on Saturdays, and yet in, inside, internally, there's this paradox, right? This is internal struggle of loneliness, despair, rejection, helplessness, all of these things that are difficult to really name, let alone identify with.
1: And that's a question Diaz says he now wants to answer in his own work. He's, he's pursuing a Ph.D. in neuropsychology, and he's a therapist who works with student-athletes. What has that work meant to him, Lisa, given his previous struggles with mental health.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it was so interesting to talk to Ramon because when I asked him about his own personal experiences, he tended to talk about them almost as, as if he was talking about one of his patients. And I, I almost saw it as like a coping mechanism, like this is how he deals with the trauma that he went through and that's how he's able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think studying counseling and now working as a counselor as himself helps him work through a lot of what he went through and cope, cope with it, but also help younger athletes get the support that he did not have when he was a student. And he talks about, um, he told me about an athlete in particular that he had counseled to walk away from athletics and, and yeah. how difficult that is, but also how necessary that was in this particular student situation
1: because of the toll it had taken on her mental health. If you are someone that you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or mental health issues, please call the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Just dial 988 to connect with a trained counselor, or you can visit 988lifeline.org. We've been talking to WBEZ higher education reporter Lisa Phillip about the story of Ramon Diaz, who's a former Northwestern player who alleges racist treatment and hazing. He's a plaintiff in a lawsuit against the university. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me. This episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Max Lubers and edited by Meha Ahmed and Linnea Dominic. On Reset, we go behind the headlines and bring you all the Chicago news that you need to know. If you want to hear more from us, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and sign up for our daily newsletter. If you haven't already, go to wbez.org/resetnews to get our newsletter delivered to your inbox every morning. It's a great way to read about upcoming segments, go deeper into past conversations, and just chat with us. Well, that's it for Reset today. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Have a great day.